welcome to Activations with JJ. So glad to have you join me for this episode. I can't believe I'm already on episode 8 for season 2. Time has just flown by and I just love that I'm able to co-create with you on these podcast episodes and here I am again for another one. I'm really excited today because I had the opportunity to be a guest on someone else's podcast and the topic that we discussed was related to something I've referred to in another episode and we got additional information and so I'm really excited to kind of explore that to ask spirit maybe and maybe get a few more nuggets of wisdom about that concept I feel like there needs to be some expansion on it some clarification on it you know and the thing that I think is super important is that I make sure to give my disclaimer to everybody listening to my podcast that I am by no means an expert on any of this. And I always tell people it's important for you to get a lot of different perspectives. But in the end, you need to take it to spirit to ask what's, I guess, what's applicable to you or what's important for you to know from it and what resonates with you. And then, you know, just basically discernment, like knowing what resonates with you and works for you. And then maybe some of the things I say don't work for you, but that's totally okay. Like, I think we need to live in a world where we're okay with that. And we let everybody kind of do their thing and honor what they do and honor their voice and honor their observations and just realize that truth and knowledge is multidimensional, multifaceted, and that we all have a spark of divinity. We're all part of source and we're all one and we all um like I said we need to honor that so just to give you a little tiny reference and give my uh, my friend David a shout out uh the podcast that I'll be that I'll be I'm not sure when he's posting it but that I'll be coming up on and that I was a guest on was called Mystic Stew and David Hansel is the host of that podcast so be on the lookout for that It is on Apple Podcasts if you want to look for it there. I I highly suggest you go follow him. It's great to get other people's insights, like I said before. And I love David's approach because he is very much uh, into a discussion rather than I'm going to ask an expert and get their answers. And we're just going to go with that. He, He really also honors and respects that everybody has different opinions and that his listeners get to filter what is discussed and get to take on what they want to and then just leave the rest, whatever they want to take from the the episode they get to have. And also, like I said, that we make it more of a discussion than like I'm going to ask an expert what, what the final word is on something. So what we talked about led into me mentioning my analogy that I used before about the orchestra and how everybody's playing their instrument and how I had referred to the fact that in there are times in these times of kind of difficulties in society that empaths can take on other people's notes and take on other people's music and the specific advice that I was that that was being given uh through spirit for that episode was that uh to focus on our instrument and our music And so I think that's so okay to say. I'm not going to say that I'm reversing that because I think some people need to hear that. 
I think it has to do with boundaries. And I think some people that are listening need to know that boundaries are important. Um, And especially when it comes to your mental, spiritual health, that you need to discern boundaries and you need to discern um, when, what vibrations to tap into. But David brought up a really good point. And in fact, during the podcast, he was getting a download and he was talking, he's like, hang on, I'm getting something. And so they had kind of a comment to make about my analogy with the orchestra. And they were basically saying, he said he saw uh, the audience that was listening to the orchestra. That was the piece that was being played by the orchestra of earth, all of the beings on earth, the plants, the animals, the humans, everybody on earth, all their vibrations together were creating this song and that they were all appreciating it and that they were all saying that everybody had their contribution and it didn't matter the notes you played or the instrument you played um, or how you played it, but that we just need to appreciate that it's it's a beautiful song. And so, again, that's two perspectives. Like, they're not exactly identical and I don't know how to reconcile it except for to say, I think some of us also, on the other hand, need to be okay with... The way things are, we need to know and understand that there is a role for everything and that there is a place for every note and that it's okay to sometimes switch instruments and as impasse we might take on other people's notes here and there and what's coming to me right now is just the fact that maybe there are times we need to take on other people's notes that we just need to discern if it's wise and, and, and for the greatest and highest good for us to take on other notes it's kind of like in an in, in a um, an orchestra where you're a, a piece, a symphony, you'll hear different instruments join in on the melody because the composer wanted the melody to come out. There are some times where we will join in with other uh, notes so that we can play the melody stronger. And there are other times where the harmony needs to come out and we need to blend, we need to do a different thing than somebody else. But Again, I think the main point that I want to bring out for this particular podcast episode is the importance of discernment. Discernment has always been really hard for me because I've seen it in a religious sense. Like you need to discern from right and from wrong. And if you don't discern well, then you will be in trouble. (laughs) It was a scary thing for me. Like I questioned a lot. And it put me into a massive fear mode when I was first exploring my spiritual gifts because I was always like, oh my gosh, is the devil giving me this gift? Or is that the devil's voice? Or what spirit am I tapping into? Is the spirit that I'm tapping into good or bad? Is it going to lead me down to hell or is it going to take me to where I need to go? And so I don't know if any of you guys, if that resonates with any of you. But that's what discernment meant to me. And I'm just going to say right now, this is my opinion. And so you can take it with a grain of salt, but I reject that sort of method. And I reject that definition of what discernment is about. The way I see discernment now is that I've been working a lot with my higher self in that. And that's what I talked about. I talked about this last time, my last episode, I talked about Joseph and how Joseph as channeled through Cindy uh, was talking about being alignment being in alignment. And when I say I 
discern through my higher self, it basically means I'm being in alignment. So when I say this episode's about discernment, it's also about alignment again, but I can't say that in the title notes because nobody will want to read the exact same thing. <laughs> so I'll just say discernment. But again, it's it's the idea that, let me give you like a practical example. And maybe this will help you guys. The other day, I I feel like I shared this story before, but I'm going to share it again. Whatever. I did something not super wise or, you know, I was just kind of being angry. I kind of lashed out at one of my family members. And after the fact, I felt like I was having a discussion with my higher self, but my higher self was not being judgmental. And again, I literally can't remember if I shared this last episode, but oh well. If I did, because I feel like you need to know it again. Let's drive this point home. My higher self was not judging me. My higher self was like, dang, that didn't work out very well, did it? Maybe this is what you could have done, or that's what you could have done, or that's kind of how I felt. I just felt like, I felt like my higher self was saying like, did you see what just happened? And did you learn from that? And I said, yeah, I do see that. I didn't shame myself. I didn't um, beat myself up. I just accepted what I did. I owned what I did. And I said, I saw that. I don't know why I'm getting emotional about this, but I feel like it's a super powerful energy when you stop beating yourself up and when you stop shaming yourself for doing the wrong thing or for making a mistake. We came to this planet. We came to this earth school to make mistakes. We came to this earth school to experience all vibrations. We mess up. We're human. And I don't even want to say mess up, but we we get to choose what we do. We get to choose how we react. And we, again, like I, I'm in this like rejecting things mood, I guess, but I reject the idea that um, we have to be perfect. And I know that goes without saying, but guys, what programming are you currently embracing that's saying you have to be perfect, especially as spiritual people? This isn't something I've never talked about. I've talked about this before. I've talked about being on the woo-woo train and being spiritual and being on the spiritual high all the time. And I'm just reminding you people, because maybe somebody out there needs to hear it and maybe I need to hear it, that it's not just about uh, always being able to listen to that higher self because sometimes we mess up. So not beating ourselves up for, for being impulsive reacting impulsively but that being said I do feel a pull and an integration of my higher self into my thoughts and I feel like that's been happening more frequently I feel like I've been able to tap into that and I feel like it's been a muscle And I feel like I've been able to tap into that more lately. And I, I, I do, again, affirm what Joseph said and brought through Cindy uh, Edison, uh, that I referred to that in my last episode, about how we're here to become, we're, we're here, how do I say this? If you're looking for spiritual enlightenment, if you're looking to shift, I mean, all these kind of words, these, um, catch words, these catch phrases that we're hearing in the spiritual community. It's about aligning with your higher self. 
Your higher self is so compassionate and is so forgiving and offers so much grace. And you are your higher self. The idea that you're not even, that you're even separate is actually not even, that's very human and linear. So we are one with our higher self and our higher self um, can speak through us at any moment in time. You speak through, you speak that voice a lot. You speak that voice a lot. I think so many of us see that higher self so far away and so separate. Because so many of you, I know you're kind of at the point where you're like, yeah, I get it. I know I have a higher self. I'm not looking for something else. I know my higher self, you know, is so connected to source. And that's what I want to get information from or whatever you want to call it. Some people could call it spirit. I see it as higher self. Um, but still, I feel like so many of us have been ingrained with the idea that it's so far away and so separate. And also that source is so far away and so separate. Um, even if you're like studying people who have past life regressions or people who have experienced like Kundalini or any kind of enlightenment experience, they still act like it's like this one time deal. Don't you feel like that? I do. I feel like over, I don't know, I feel like in the beginning of, well, I don't think it was the beginning of the New Thought, but let's just say like the 60s, when there were lots of people seeking enlightenment through lots of different ways. Many people were doing psychedelics and having trips and they were trying to experience a union, and a lot of them did, and they will say that they did, uh, experience that sense of con that sense of unity in consciousness, that sense of unity in source. And a lot of people act like that's something that just happened like once in their life. And they're like, wow, that was such a cool experience. And I'm here to say like, I'm feeling really strongly this need to declare that that's not, that shouldn't be an unusual thing for us. I don't want to say shouldn't. Okay, hang on. Let me think how to say this. That doesn't have to be an unusual thing for us. To have that sense of unity. Dolores Cannon in her books, when people will, she'll do the regressions. People will say, and she'll say this a lot, that in many of her regressions, people would describe going back to source and feeling that. Right? And a lot of times they were like, I don't want to leave. And so uh, she would say how well it's, sometimes it's not the best. That's why there's a veil. Because if people feel that, then they'll want to leave. And I still feel like we're coming into a time where we can also depart from that way of thinking and we can create a new we can create a new perspective on that. And my personal perspective that I want to start to adhere to is that we can experience that total unity consciousness, that total sense of connection to source anytime, any place, anywhere. And it doesn't have to be something we deserve. It doesn't have to be something we worked for hours to get to. It can be instantaneous. It can be instantaneous. It's just as easy as closing our eyes and looking at the back of our eyelids. Try that with me for just a second because I've been really feeling drawn to do that anyway. So close your eyes. And lately, this is how I've been connecting. I don't know how I look. I feel like I'm looking behind my third eye, even though I don't even know how to describe that, but like looking behind your eyelids, 
Because if you hear, if you've heard people say the universe is in you, and if you think that the universe is, you know, the source of all love and compassion and divinity, but like that's inside you. So wait a minute. So like if we go inside, we can connect that way. So I want you to just wait until what you see in the blackness behind your eyelids becomes sparks or some kind of light that you can sense is there. And I want you to just feel into that for a moment with the intention of connecting to source. And almost like you're feeling out this space and you're saying, are you there? And I just want you to wait, ask that question in your mind and wait for the response. And then I want you to gather this sense of this voice that says, yes, I'm here. But then after saying that, it says, and I am you and you are me and we are one. And I want you to open yourself up to the feeling of just a great big embrace. That this energy is encompassing you, but that it is you. And feel the vastness and the openness. And hold that space for just a little bit. Try not to be in a rush to open your eyes. Allow that energy and that feeling to permeate every single cell in your body and every single part of you. Every molecule. Every atom. For it is the molecules and it is the atoms. You are the molecules and you are the atoms and you are the cells. And I want you to allow your third eye chakra, which is right between your brows, to expand and to open. And begin to feel like almost a buzzing and an energy between your eyes there and just allow it to expand to whatever degree you desire. You'll get almost a palpable sense of energy shifting and just surrender to that. Because many times that's what creates the veil is our underuse of our third eye. So as you're doing this meditation and activation, you are now developing that third eye. And the veil is thinning. And the sense of unity and oneness is expanding growing, increasing. 
And although you might have heard before that it's difficult to shift in and out of this feeling that you have to take special procedures to come out of a meditation or you could be in trouble if you don't ground correctly, just set the intention that you are ready to ground and to come back to here. And then just make that happen quickly if you want to. You make it slower quickly. And then when you're ready, open your eyes. And just say to yourself, that wasn't difficult. That was so easy. And that was so rapid. And it doesn't have to be a challenge to expand and to feel our oneness with source. It doesn't have to be done through ritual. It can be, if that's what you want it to be. It doesn't have to be done after hours of trying to cleanse your energy because maybe you've had a bad day or you've um, made mistakes or done some things that you wish you wouldn't have done. It doesn't have to be. Source is available to us anytime, any place. We set the intention. We create that connection. It's always there. We just notice it differently at different times of the day. At different times in our life, we notice it differently. But it's always there. It's always there. So if you're feeling a disconnect at this moment in time if you feel numb there's two things you can do you can either decide that that's something that you want to do so that you can learn what it feels like to be that illusion of numbness or you can decide that you're done and that what you've learned from being that or having that is is over and that you're ready to feel connectedness more frequently and just set the intention. It's that easy. You don't need to have some healer come and perform a ceremony. You don't need to release, you know, 30 negative energies off of your aura. You don't need Reiki. If you want those things, you can have them. You guys know that I am a light worker. I am an energy worker, so I do those things. And I feel like there's a reason for them. But the point is... They are not a requirement. Source does not have a requirement for you to be able to connect with it. You're always connected with it. There's never a disconnect. Any disconnect you have is again an illusion. It's an illusion. Just a thought. When you feel yourself reacting in a way, react. let's just put it this way. When you feel yourself reacting to other people in a way that may be perceived as low vibration or judgmental or critical or resentful, just flip the switch and realize you are one with that person. You are all one. And see how 
the energy of consciousness, the love, the pure love, floods in. Try it right now with me. Think of somebody who's rubbing you the wrong way right now. Think of somebody who's rubbing you the wrong way. You might be in conflict with them severely and estranged from them for years, or you might be just having a little hard moment. And I want you to just connect to the truth, to the fact, to the idea that you and that person are one in source. I want you to meld that together and then I want you to feel all of that enmity or critical judgmental thinking to just melt away. And then to see the two of you embraced in source. The two of you, just like you felt embraced in source. How about feeling you embracing and being embraced? And what happens? You sense the melting away of the illusion of separation. You sense the permanence and the strength of the connection and and the way that it's now revealed to you. Now that's kind of really cool, isn't it? How we can just instantaneously decide through our intentions to dissolve what divides us and become more aware of our unity, of our oneness that is the truth of all things that we do exist as one. And this is actually the topic that I spoke with David about in the podcast I mentioned earlier that I was on of his. And I think it's really timely, obviously, for this period of the Earth's history as we shift into a higher consciousness or I've talked about this before about the fact that that's a really linear way to say it, but that's okay. I'm just going to use those words. But as we shift and for those who desire to shift, part of the shift is becoming more aware of that unity and more aware of that fact that we're part of a collective consciousness, that we're part of this fabric of the universe together and to recognize our similarities and to recognize our divine heritage that we all have, our divine spark, I guess you could say, uh, the thread that runs through everybody, that powers everything that the trees, the rocks, the flowers, the water, and then the animals, the humans are all part of it. And of course, I'm sure you've heard or read about how much that would help the planet for everybody to realize that, to be more respectful to plants and animals and the earth and to each other. It's just, if you have studied or have received downloads or have dreamt about the way that the new earth will be, that sense of unity is what underpins everything. It's, it's the foundation. 
because as you know that divine spark is is love i mean if you were to give it a name it would be love that would that would be the sense that you would have so much more all-consuming and um more than probably we can even comprehend here but that we can still do the best we can right so I feel like that's that's the crux of what I want to say today. That's the the underlying theme is in addition to discernment, the fact that we are all one and that we are all that we can work on that, that we can work on holding space for that to become more prevalent of a perspective just at our in our own houses, in our own lives. So much of the time we think of all the big things we can do outside of ourselves. We think of all the big things and the big accomplishments that need to be done in the government. But we all know that everything, every change starts small. And that's my motivational message for the day is that the changes that you make on a daily basis to start to feel that oneness is going to create a momentum and create a almost a domino effect so that other people around you begin to feel that and sense that vibration. And that's how we change the world, people. <laughs> that's how we shift, however you want to say it. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode. I am going to sign out for now. Please feel free to give me some stars on the Apple Podcasts. It will help other people see this podcast pop up on their feed. Also, feel free to follow me on Instagram at JJMindBody, and we will see you next episode. As always, the light in me honors the light in you. Namaste.